Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name is Chris, and happy Easter uh, to all of you. Uh, when my wife Jennifer and I first got married, uh, one of the first things we did is we uh, voted together at our first voting election. And uh, we went to a 4-H building, and when we went to the 4-H building, there was a table very similar to this, and it was an open primary. And so there was a nice uh, volunteer worker on the other side, and she asked me which party was I going to vote for. And I told her the party, and she pulled out a piece of paper, and she gave it to me. My wife Jennifer was right behind her, and the lady just automatically pulled out the same party piece, was getting ready to give that to her as well. And as she gave it to Jennifer, Jennifer said, no, I'll take the other party. Now, at that point, there was a little confusion going on with this lady, and she looked at Jennifer and she said this, Honey, are you having marital problems? Because I know a counselor. (laughs) True story, and that was our first experience of ever going and voting as a couple. You know, if you think about it, Uh, There is nothing maybe more powerful in the United States than being an American than being able to vote in a free election. And, you know, when you go to that voting booth, you have the freedom to vote for anyone that you want that's on the ballot. And the reality is, is that there are many places throughout this world that would literally die to be able to have that ability to vote for the people that they want to. And yet the reality, too, is that each time in the United States, when elections come up, it brings about a whole lot of emotion. And people want to know, who are you voting for and who do you stand for? Several years ago, I was at a a voting machine very similar to this. And as I looked at the couple of candidates that I was going to vote for, I wasn't really sure which one to vote for. I liked both of them. They both had different things that I appreciated. But neither one of them had really kind of, you know, earned my vote. I had prayed about it. I had discerned. I was really trying my best. And I remember just standing there and standing there and standing there, not sure who I was going to vote for, not sure what I was going to do. Have you ever had that experience before where you're getting ready to vote in an election and you don't know which person to vote for? Have you ever had that experience before at work where there's somebody that, you know, is in an office, they're voting for something, the foreman, maybe for someone who's going to be the president of the union, and you don't know who to vote for. Maybe for some of you who are uh, in high school or in middle school, and you have to vote for a class president or a vice president or secretary, and you don't know who to vote for. Or let's just be real honest, when it comes to the bachelorette, who do you vote for? And I know you people, what you really like to vote for, okay? Just keeping it real this morning for you and I. Now, when it comes to voting for a political office or for work or school or a TV show, that's one thing. But the reality is, is that you and I vote for things every single day, don't we? How much time am I going to spend with my spouse? 
That's a vote. How much time am I going to spend with my kids? That's a vote. How much time am I going to spend on social media? That's a vote. How much time am I going to spend with God and on spiritual things? That is a vote. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just kind of wonder if I'm voting for the right things. Like, am I voting for the right people that are in my life? Am I voting for the right priorities that I have in my life? Am I voting for the right stuff that I spend my money on? Am I voting for the right things in my life? Because the reality is, folks, you only get one life, and with that life, you have one vote. You know, if you think about it, Easter was all about a vote. It was about God voting for each one of you. In fact, that kind of leads us to our big idea this morning, and it's this, and it's your first fill-in, and those of you on the stream, go ahead and uh, you can put it on your app, uh, on your phone, but here's our big idea this morning. God voted for you because he loves you. God voted for you because he loves you. So, how did God vote for you? Well, he voted for you by sending his one and only son to come to planet earth, leaving heaven to come to earth, to teach, to live. And then he said, I will vote for you this much as he went to a cross and he died upon it so that your sins could be forgiven. Every flub up, every mess up, every screw up you ever cause in your life, he died for that. And then he said, I'm not just going to be a dead Savior, I'm actually going to come back to life. And three days later, he came back, he walked out of a grave. And that's what we celebrate today, that Easter is here. He didn't stay on the cross. He came back again so that you and I might have life with him even beyond this life. You know, sometimes what happens is people get very confused about Christianity because they think it's primarily about God and Jesus, actually us voting for them. But Christianity is not so much about you voting for Christ or you choosing Christ as much as it is that Jesus Christ chose you. Let me say that again. Christianity is not so much about you choosing Christ as it is that Jesus Christ chose you. Now, how do we know that? Well, Jesus actually said these words. He said this, you didn't choose me, I chose who? You. He said, you didn't choose me. He said, I actually chose you. In other words, Jesus hand-selected you. He chose you. He picked you. He voted for you because he loves you. Now, contextually, what we have to ask ourselves is when did Jesus say these words? Like, did he say them at the very beginning when everyone was like, hip, hip, hooray, yay for Jesus? Or did he say it at another time? Well, he actually said it on the last night of his life. On the very last night, when he knew he was going to the cross, he still said, 
even though I know you'll walk away, I'm choosing you. And on that night, he had this dinner with 12 of his best friends, his 12 disciples. They sat together around a table and they ate a dinner. And then all of a sudden, one of them stood up and he already decided to vote and he voted no. His name was Judas. He stood up, he said, I'm voting no, and he walked out of the room. And he voted no by saying, I'm going to give you up for 30 pieces of silver. And he leaves the dinner. And after this happens, Jesus turns to the disciples and he reminds them that, yes, I chose you. I hand-selected you, but I'm not going to be here much longer. I'm actually going to give up my life and die, and I'm going to leave you, but I will leave my spirit here for you. Well, naturally, the disciples were very overwhelmed by this. And they're like, no, Jesus, you can't do that. And then they promised to him, Jesus, don't do this because we want to stay with you. We'll be with you always. We will never walk away. And so Jesus says, well, come with me then. Let's go to a garden. And they go to this garden And one of the disciples has already voted no, he's left. And so he takes the other 11, he allows eight of them to stay in the garden, and he takes three of them, his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, and he says, let's go further in and I'm going to pray, but I need you to stay alert. And he's praying, and in this prayer, this is what he prayed for. He said, God, give me strength for what I'm going through. And God, would you be with my disciples, each one of them? Would you give them a sense of unity that they would be one and they would live their life with joy? And then this is the wildest thing, folks. The craziest thing, maybe in the Easter story, beyond the crucifixion and the resurrection. On the very last night when he was praying, he prayed for you. He prayed for everybody in the balcony. He prayed for everyone down here. In the main auditorium, he prayed for every single person on the stream. He voted for you. Then Judas returns. He voted no, but he brings a whole bunch of people with him, these Roman soldiers and Jewish authorities. And then Judas actually walks up. He gives him a kiss. That was the sign on Jesus's cheek. And then the authorities grab him and they arrest him and they're taking him away. Now the disciples were all there, but no one jumps in to prevent any of this. Although Peter tries to, but then kind of chickens out at the end. And He's taken away, and just a few hours before it, every single one of them said, we will never leave you, Jesus. We will never walk away. And all of a sudden, they vote. And it wasn't just Judas, but the other 11 joined him, and they all voted no. Every single one. They abandoned. They walked away. They did not stay with him. 12-0, Jesus lost No one voted for him. Have you ever been abandoned before? A good friend betray you? People around you that you think, oh, they'll never walk away. They'll always be there. Maybe it was a spouse. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was 
one of your kids and they just walk and they turn their backs on you and you feel all alone and there's no one there. Well, the good news is, folks, if you've ever felt that way before or you're feeling that way today, Jesus understands exactly what you're going through because he experienced it himself. I think the first time I ever realized in my life that I was not voted for took place in the sixth grade when uh, I was at, at, at all places a church camp. And I'm at this church camp and they have this big kickball game and they line everybody up and they pick two captains, the two biggest boys. Now, one of the boys was in my cabin. His name was Aaron and he was cool. I mean, like he had moose in his hair. He had air under, or he had hair under his armpits. I was like, whoa. I didn't know sixth graders could do that, you know, and, and like he did. And then he had like this mustache and I was like, this is amazing. He shaved, he put on cologne, I put on bug spray, you know, and that was it. It was like, this guy is amazing. And so they lined us all up and they started picking us. Boys, girls, all mixed together, picking one after another. And I was just sure Aaron was going to pick me because I was in his cabin and I looked up to him and they picked one person after another, after another, after another, and they picked everyone and it came down to me. I was the last person standing. And then the two boys, I'll never forget this. They actually turned their backs on me, went to the game, started to play. And I was not selected. I was not chosen. I was not voted for. Each of us knows what that feels like, don't we? Not to be chosen, to be picked over, to be passed aside, to be set to the sideline, to not be voted for. Well, this is where Jesus was at. He was at a place where he felt like, I'm it. Everyone had abandoned him. No one had voted for him. And yet, in the midst of his abandonment, the reality is that he chose you. He had you on his mind. He actually made a decision to vote just for you. Now, you might ask the question, well, how did Jesus vote for me? Well, first of all, as I shared earlier, he chose you. He actually chose you. That's your next fill-in. He chose you. He voted for you. He selected you, just like he did the disciples. In fact, he actually chose you before the night of his death. Scripture says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, it says this, Long ago, even before God made the world, when God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all there together, before they created anything, it said even before God made the world, God loved us and what's the next two words? Chose us. He actually chose you. You should personalize that. God chose me. Now, 
In a group this size, I have no doubt that there are some of you that were unplanned by your parents, but you were not unplanned by God. Your birth is no mistake. It's no mishap. You are not a fluke. I mean, even before your parents conceived you, you were conceived in the mind of God. And he said, I chose you. I selected you. I voted just for you. And he said, I choose you this much. I choose you this much when he went to a cross. So first of all, he chose you. Secondly, he says, I chose to forgive you. He says, I forgive you. He forgives you. You know, almost every single human being that I know of, there's something that they've done in their life that they think there's no way God could forgive me of this one thing. Maybe there's more than one, but at least one. There's something in every human's life that they have done that they think this probably is unforgivable. They aren't sure that if God would forgive them of this one particular thing. I wonder if you have something like that. Something in your life that you're just not so sure that God could forgive you for. Well, whatever that one thing is, Scripture says this in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 34. I will forgive their sins and I will no longer, what's the next word? Remember their wrongs. I will forgive their sins and I will no longer remember their wrongs. Folks, I don't know if you knew this or not, but God has amnesia. When it comes to your sin, when you go to him and you ask for forgiveness, he forgives you and then he has amnesia for your sin. Do you know what amnesia means? You can't remember. You can't absolutely remember anything. And any time that you go to God and you ask for forgiveness, he immediately forgives you and then he doesn't remember it. Now, what do we do as human beings though? We bring it back up. We have guilt. We have shame. We come back up and we go, God, uh, please forgive me for this. And he's like, what are you talking about? What? No, no, no. You remember this one thing? What are you talking about? And he has amnesia. He doesn't remember. He's like, I I don't remember that part. That's not the part that I remember with you. So today, I just want to say this. If God has forgotten your sin, whatever it is, if you confess it today, why do you keep bringing it back up? He said, I've forgiven you. That's what the empty tomb is about. Freedom, new life. You don't carry it anymore. You leave it at the cross and he gives you an openness for the new tomb. I mean, God, if God has said it is gone, then let it go. Let it go, let it go. It's easy to sing, right, folks? It's hard to do, but God says, I've got amnesia. I don't even remember it. Move on with your life. That's what some of you need to do today. Get rid of whatever that sin is you've been carrying. He forgives you. He chose you. He forgave you. And finally, he loves you. Now, we see that all the time. We see it on bumper bumper stickers. We, We see it regularly. The truth is, folks, he is incredibly in love with you. 
In fact, Scripture says this. See what, and what's the next word? What's that? See what? Great love. The Father has what? What's the next word? Lavished. See what great love the Father has lavished on you, that we should be called children of God. Now, what's the word that describes God's love? What's the word? The word is great. It's not just okay love. It's not just uh, it's depending love. It's not just earning love. It's like great love. It's not any type of love. It's great love. He doesn't just give us a little, though. He extravagantly lavishes. It's like rain coming down all the time. He is giving you love. You see, folks, every single day, God chooses to vote for us no matter what we do. His love for you is not based upon your behavior. His love for you is based upon the fact that he is love. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. God loves you as is. And he will love you no matter what. Because God is always with you. And God says, I will always be for you. I'm always with you, always be for you. You know, someone who's always kind of been there for me in my human form is my dad. And uh, through all the ups and downs, all the stupid stuff I did in high school and college, some of those unforgivable sins, you know, that I finally realized, oh, no, God really does forgive me. Through all of that, he was with me and he was for me, along with my mom. And so several years ago, I decided that I wanted to honor him. Now, my dad is a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. I mean, he bleeds like blue and white, not red. I mean, it's like blue blood coming out. That's him. Blue and white, he loves the Colts. And it just so happened that several years ago, when the Colts made it to the Super Bowl, we were actually in Florida, and I had the opportunity to get two tickets to the Super Bowl which sadly was 13 years ago. Think about that. 13 years. We're hoping that Ryan's going to be the one. You know, we keep saying it. We've gone through more quarterbacks than, well, I won't even say, but a lot. And through a whole host of circumstances, I get these two tickets for the Super Bowl in Miami, but then I have to decide who it is I'm going to take. Now, I hate to say it, but the first person that I thought of was not my wife. I love my wife, and she's okay with football, but she is not bleeding blue and white. And so I get these tickets, and I'm like, oh, boy, I got to let her know first, you know. And So I go up to her, and I said, hey, I got these two tickets to the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking she's going to be like, oh, great, when are we going? Where are we staying? But she didn't do that. To my amazement, she said this, you need to take your dad. And I'm like, no, no, babe, I love you. And, (laughs) you know, you're the only one I was thinking of. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, you need to take your dad. 
And then I told her how much the tickets actually cost. She said, you need to stay home. And so uh, my dad and I, uh, we head off to uh, Miami. We were in the Orlando area. And uh, when we got to the game, we went down to the field because we wanted to get as close as we could to the action because I told him, I don't know exactly where our seats are, but they're not down here, so let's go down. And so we go down, we get our pictures taken, and uh, all of a sudden, After we got our picture taken, a security guard came down and said, "Um, can you show me your tickets because you need to get to your seats? And we showed it to them. They said, oh, no, no, you're not here. You're up there. And we started walking and walking and walking. I'm thinking, oh, it's all right. You know, we're in the upper level now. And then we keep going and going and going. We are on the top row (laughs) in the corner. You can't hardly even see anything. But we were there. And all of a sudden, the pregame festivities are going on, and the person beside me turns to me, and they ask this question, why'd you come to the Super Bowl? And I sat there for a second, and uh, they kind of started answering for me. They're like, oh, Uh, you know, you're a Colts fan or you want to watch Peyton Manning or you want to see Indy win a second Super Bowl. And I paused for a moment and I thought about that. Why am I at the Super Bowl? To be with my dad. I did it for my dad. I paid for the tickets. I went on the trip. I did it all for my dad. You see, no one has loved me like my dad since I was a little guy. Not perfectly, but the best way that he knew how. And we've gone through many things, and we have many memories. This is just one of them. And we've gone through conflict with one another. We've gone through joy. We've had some really, really good times, and we've had some hard times, but I did it for my dad. There's no one like my dad. Now, I know that there are some of you who are here today that this illustration doesn't make sense because the relationship that you have with your father is hard. It's not very kind, loving. Maybe you were abused by your father in some way for all of that I'm sorry. Others of you are here today, and the reality is is that you've never known your dad or your dad's no longer here. I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and I was talking about this illustration, and she said, well, Chris, you know that my dad died two months before I was even born. She said, I never knew my dad. And... I said, well, how have you gotten through this? And she said, I've never seen my biological dad. I've never seen my earthly dad, but I've never seen my heavenly father either, but I know he's always with me. And this is what I want you to know today, that even though your Earthly father, you may not have a relationship. Your heavenly father is head over heels in love with you. 
He wakes up every single morning and the first thing he thinks about is you because he voted for you because he loves you. And for some reason, which only God knows, he wants to be with you more than he wants to be with anyone else. That's why he sent Jesus 2,000 years ago. In fact, he wants it so much that he said, I'm going to allow him to die on a cross for all of your sins so that you could be set free and forgiven. And three days later, he rose again and he did all of that for you because he chose you. He forgives you and he loves you. You know, on that uh, election day, while I was sitting there not knowing which candidate I was going to vote for. I'm looking at both of them. I'm not sure. And I scroll down to the bottom and there was this little phrase that said, write in. And I looked at both candidates and I prayed. I was like, God, I don't even know what to do right now. And, but there's this write in. And then all of a sudden I had this thought in my mind, who is the person who has always been there for me? Who is the person who chose me, who forgave me, who loved me, who never walks away from me? Not my family, not my friends, no one else. Everyone at some point has disappointed me in some way. There is only one person who has deserved my vote for my one life. And I checked the right in one and then I typed in Jesus Christ and I hit send. Now, this is what I know some of you are thinking right now. You wasted your vote. You're an idiot. Why did you do that? Folks, I can honestly tell you that in my entire life, the only person who has always been there for me, who has always loved me, who has never walked away, who forgives me when I mess up and is always connected with me is Jesus Christ himself. And I chose to vote for him. Now, I was a little embarrassed when, you know, I thought, The local paper might put everyone's name down in this particular area. And then Jesus Christ, one person. (laughs) But that's who I voted for. Today on Easter 2022, my question for you is who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? And so this is how we're going to close today. Each one of you received a card in your program. I'd like you to pull it out. If you didn't get one, just raise your hand. Our greeters are down here. They can get one to you. There are greeters upstairs that will get one for you as well. But on one side is a connect card. On the other side actually is a voter's ballot. And for those of you that are on the stream, uh, this is on the app. Or if you've been taking notes on your phone, it's right on the app as well. Now, For those of you on the stream, this is an absentee ballot, okay? Uh, But go ahead and vote nonetheless. Now, when it comes to your Easter ballot, you're all going to need this. So if you didn't get one, don't be, you know, shy. Just raise your hand. They'll get it to you. No one will ask who you're voting for, okay? Uh, But they'll get a ballot for you. And so there are kind of three options here for you to choose today. The first one is I vote for Jesus Christ for the first time in my life. Folks, the past couple of years have been extremely difficult for all of us. Maybe you're here today because someone invited you, but the reason really you're here is to decide who are you going to choose to vote for in your life? 
Who is the person that's worthy of your vote? The person who chose you, who forgives you, who loves you. Is today the day that you're like, I want Jesus in my life. I'm choosing to vote for him the first time. Maybe you've done the church thing. Maybe you've read the Bible before. But the reality is today is the day God's spirit is telling you, I want you to choose Jesus. And you would just check, I vote for Jesus Christ for the first time. Now, the second choice is one that says, I recommit my vote for Jesus Christ. Some of you might be here for the first time throughout the whole season of COVID. And during COVID, you did your best to stay with the stream or to pray or to read the Bible, but eventually you kind of drifted away and you've kind of replaced the CEO of your life and you've become it instead of Christ. And maybe today is the day where you say, no, 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 I'm putting him back in the top spot. I'm choosing him as the number one person in my life. I am recommitting my vote for Jesus Christ. And you could check that today. Now, to be honest, for some of you, the reality is, if you're really honest, you would just check that I choose myself. I mean, You're here today, but when it comes to your life, you think to yourself, I know how to do it better than myself. I vote for myself. I mean, the reality is, you still want to be in charge of your one and only life. You want to be in charge of that. And... You need to honestly ask yourself, are you experiencing peace and joy and fulfillment in your life by being in charge by yourself? Six months from now, a year from now, I'd love to know, how is that going for you? But if you want to be honest, you can check that one. So this is how we're going to close today. I'm going to pray And then we're going to give you an opportunity to actually take your ballot and to vote. And there are ballot boxes that are up here in the front. There are ones that are up in the balcony. For those of you on the stream, there's a place for you to vote right on the app. And so you get the choice today on Easter 2022, who will you choose to vote with your one life and your one vote. So if you uh, would be willing to just close your eyes for a second, let me lead us in a prayer and uh, then the band will close us out as we get a chance to vote. Just pray with me. Loving God, thank you so much for your spirit that is present in this place. And I pray, God, that you would release it into our lives right now as we choose on Easter 2022, who are we going to vote for? God, help us to be honest. Folks, if, we, if uh, there are folks here today, Jesus, that have never settled this in their life, I pray that you would help them to do that today. Maybe... For other people, they've just kind of drifted away. And so, God, we pray that you would come and you would help them to make a choice to return to you. Today, if you're like, I made a decision 
But then I walked away or today you're like, I want to make a decision for the first time. I need Christ in my life. I need his love. I need the fact to know that he chose me and that he forgave me. Today's your day. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but it's one that we pray together in unity in one voice. And if you feel comfortable, I invite you to simply pray this prayer after me. But it's your prayer, your prayer to God. And so I invite you to simply repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I could know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, if you would, right now I'd like you to stand. And uh, when you feel comfortable for you to come and make your vote, and then after that, the band's going to lead us in a song. Come back to your seat as we sing about building our life on the one who chose us, who forgave us, and who loved us. The ballot boxes are open. You choose. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for Sure. 
about it that maybe for some of you you're like I don't like to do that whole ballot thing in front of people and I was just thinking if you didn't make a vote today that uh, the boxes will be open and uh, you can come and place your vote at any time if you'd like prayer for anything our prayer team will be up here in the front and up in the balcony as well they'd love to pray with you Uh, if you're new today we have a gift for you with a whole bunch of swag in it and so uh, stop by Guest Connections. They got some swag uh, get to give to you and for you to enjoy with that. Uh, next week, we're starting a brand new series called uh, Is God, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, is, God, is God angry? And next week, we're going to talk about how that is a misconception. And so if you've ever felt like God's angry at you or mad at you in some way, hopefully you got some relief today, but next week you will. Uh, when you leave today, if you want to drop off your offering, you can in the two uh, kind of black boxes that are there. And uh, know today that God voted for you 2,000 years ago because he loved you. And he rose from the dead because of you. And now he wants to build a new life in you as you build it with him. So happy Easter, everybody. Know you're loved in this place. Thank you, everybody.